0: Hi everyone welcome back to model student i'm your host and friend alexandra rain and i'm really excited to share this episode i mean i always am i um really always i mean god are we sick of the gushing at the beginning of the intros we probably are but i'll continue to do it because the guests on this podcast just make me oh so giddy um today i am joined by nina we talk about modeling and growing up in utah or experiences with that and i mean she's just so cool and funny and um i think you'll enjoy this conversation
1: i do want to say off the bat i know you like i feel like i've known you for as long as i can remember but i don't know if i've ever had a proper like conversation with you because of like our difference in age and also you went to a different high school than the one I went to so I'm very happy that you're here but also I'm sorry for never like having a real conversation with you until now but um thank you for making the time and being here I'm really excited to talk to you and also just like get your perspective on modeling I feel like everyone has such a different experience and it also seems like you're just absolutely crushing it right now with everything that you've been doing so i like have been wanting to do this for months but then with your last post i was like okay now's the time like now's game time like we gotta get this zoom going so anyways thank you for being here i'll just have you introduce yourself before we start yeah and about modeling
2: (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm literally, I love listening to the podcast and stuff, so I'm happy to be here. But um, yeah, I'm Nina. I'm 21. I'm like, do I, do? <laughs> I feel like you're yeah. in like a college class where they're no, like.
1: Do they're you, tra- is, how do you pronounce your last name? Myla. Myla. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's your last name, yeah. not your middle name. Yeah. It's so pretty. I wasn't ever sure. Oh, thank so. you so- yeah gorgeous are you well speaking you said introducing yourself in school are you going to school right now or are you done yeah oh, I'm in
2: last, yeah I'm in my last semester I'll be graduating in May so I'm just like on my last legs really on the grind what through.
1: school are you going to I'm at the U oh my gosh yeah that's great mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <fantastic. laughs> I feel like my time at the U is so weird because last I graduated um, in like three years. So the last two years were like COVID, like online.
2: Yeah.
1: But how has college been for you? Like fun? Like are you
2: <laughs> like? <are> you... <laughs> I am like honestly so burnt out. Sorry, my cat. No,
1: um... <laughs> no, I was just gonna say your cat is so cute. Oh thank you. yeah. You're I so... get the burnout, like <laughs> I I was I don't think I've ever actually maybe said this out loud, like <laughs> But I'll tell you the truth. I was double majoring in psychology and writing rhetoric. But by the end of it, I was like, I'm just getting a writing and rhetoric minor. Like, I'm so tired. I just want to graduate. Like, I don't have it in me to do any more classes. Like, I just want to get the degree and go. But I get it. Senior year is weird in that way
2: yeah I mean yeah. last semester I was so that was probably the worst semester yeah. I've had because I was just so tired I did not care yeah. I was like, whatever I just need to get through this like I'm so close I'm
1: but oh, yeah. Yeah. what are you studying?
2: I'm majoring in sociology and minoring in Spanish and business
1: so cool okay, double major no <laughs> like no or double minor and major like that's like triple majoring almost like, oh I wonder God, you're like that's so cool how's spanish i've thought about going back to school to because i like have duolingo for spanish but i'm like i do not like i need like a class yeah i'm liking it and did you grow up speaking spanish or no uh no i just started speaking spanish
2: in high school okay cool uh, like doing classes and stuff and then i kind of just kept going from there but yeah um, honestly, I feel like the best way for you to learn, you have to go live somewhere I know. Speaking for some time. That's like, I feel like that's the only way that you can really learn a language Yeah. to be like, it, it forces you to have to speak or else you're not going to get anything like, you know, like, so I, I really like do appreciate my classes and I've learned like so much in them about like the basics and all of that stuff, of course, but nothing helped my Spanish improve more than staying in Spain for a few months
1: so speaking of Spain how <laughs> do you mention it the shoot that you had was am I about to embarrass myself so bad no, my geography no, it, it, was it was in Spain it was in Portugal yeah. Portugal Spain right
2: but no 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 it was in oh. Spain but it was in Madrid yeah Madrid okay.
1: yeah <laughs> is Portugal in Spain or no
2: they're they they share okay. the same you know landmass, but two they're different
1: countries. different yeah. countries perfect <laughs> I that I also need to go back to school for geography. Like, gen, genuinely, I feel like such an ignorant American when it comes. I don't. I couldn't even name. Like, if you gave me a map, half of the Midwest would be empty because I don't know. Like, I don't know where Ohio is. I really don't. Me, and I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to everyone that lives in Ohio. Okay, so you were in Madrid. So yeah. how long were you doing a study abroad there, or were you there specifically for modeling?
2: So it was a little bit of. Um... Um, both so I did study abroad with the university and it was only like a it was a short one it was like five weeks okay and that was in Oviedo which is in like the northern part of Spain okay Um, yeah and then the other two months I was in Madrid with my um, ex-boyfriend my boyfriend (laughs) because he's originally from there and so yeah. he went out there because um, he was playing rugby in Utah, and oh, he cool. had ACL injury. And um, you already know how, you know, everything's yeah. so expensive. And so if yeah. he were to do surgery and his, all his rehab and everything out here it would have been thousands of dollars. So yeah. he just went back home because that's where his insurance is. That's where his family yeah. is and stuff. And so the recovery process and everything would be easier for him out there. And we're already that's at true. like, the last legs of the semester, too. So, like, we yeah. just want stuff, and yeah, it was super fun. I had a lot of fun. And stuff, it so, was
1: cool. do you have representation out there?
2: Um, so my agency is like they just represent like everywhere, if that makes sense. Like, they're global, <laughs> yeah, they're global,
1: they're yeah. international super spies. Okay, cool. <laughs> what, who is your agency?
2: Um, I'm with Gustavo Garales Management. They're based out of Miami. Okay. I
1: yeah. <laughs> have you been to Miami?
2: Um, I have, but I haven't met with my agency um, like in person in Miami yet. Yeah, everything okay. virtual and stuff. I want
1: to ask you about that because I have one friend. <laughs> I sent the most threatening, not actually threatening text, but I was like, you need to submit yourself to agencies. Like, It doesn't Uh matter if you're not in the state, like you can still get signed and like represented. And then if a company wants you, hopefully they'll cover your like travel costs and accommodations if they want you for a shoot. So how did you get signed? What was that signing process like? Mm -hmm. Just Um,
2: walk me through it. It's like like a little bit random. Um, Yeah. I used to work at Whole Foods (laughs) in the midst of COVID and like a little bit prior and I had this coworker named Allie and we would always chop it up like about the most random stuff but like a lot of our conversations revolved around um, like art and fashion and she told me one of her hobbies was photography and then like out of nowhere she's like have you ever considered modeling and I was like girl like I am not skinny you are tripping like (laughs) why would I do that? But then she was like, "No, like plus size modeling, like um, my sister is a plus size model, and I think that you would be great at it." And yeah. so she really opened my eyes to it, and then you know, um, we just got to talking more, and I started figuring out like uh, doing like my own individual research and yeah. like different agencies and um seeing like which agencies had models that reflected like uh that like looked like me, you know, yeah because I wouldn't be." applying to agencies if they didn't have like bigger girls or you know brown or black girls and stuff like so um that's that's like how it really started yeah
1: i feel like looking at agencies board is like that's you that's like a non-negotiable like something you have to do before meeting with an agency also because like it just kind of shows you and like i think agencies are trying to change but like if they have like an active effort to be like scouting girls that aren't just like the skinny girls or the like the blondies the instagram baddies love them like i love i actually do love them and i have so much respect yeah. for them but you know the blonde eye blue or mm-hmm. the blonde blue-eyed babes like if they have people that look like different in the sense of being unique and also just like you say somebody that you can see yourself in I think is really important because then yeah. there will be no problems down the line too of like oh we need you to lose weight oh we need you to dye your hair color oh you know what I mean like yeah. they're just gonna accept you for you yeah. But I do want to talk about okay I'm gonna have you seen um Abbott Elementary <laughs> you know the one that I'm oh, sorry I haven't seen so. it
2: okay it sounds familiar though but tell me it's
1: really good it's a sitcom and it's um like takes place at like an underfunded public school in like pennsylvania i think but most all the staff most of the staff are black and then there's this one white guy who's like the liberal like woke like always acknowledging like he's just like funny but I think like that's gonna be me right now as I say like as a skinny girl myself I do want to ask you like I'm not trying to like be uh annoying <laughs> but I do want to like hear about your experience and that like realization of like your weight doesn't matter and like you can have these opportunities because That these opportunities that have usually been limited to the skinny girls, the skinny, the skinny people, (laughs) the (laughs) underweight people. Like what? What is that? Like what was that? Epiphany? Or if you would even call it an epiphany, or was it just like a oh duh? Like what was that like?
2: Um. Yeah, that's that's a good one. (laughs) I'm like fuck. I don't know. (laughs) But. I I think when I first started like um, doing like my research or whatever, when it came to modeling and um, stuff like that, uh, I don't even know, like the way that my homegirl, when she was like introducing me to all this stuff, you know, really opening my eyes, like seeing like the stuff that she's worked with, with well, like, like with her sister and then like yeah. really just seeing like other plus size women and stuff. It, I don't know, it, it really just shows you like, oh, like there are girls that look like me out here that are also beautiful and desirable and you know they're models too and stuff like that so it's just like seeing other um examples of representation mm-hmm. oh my god I could go on for decades about how important representation is but like
1: no the floor is yours <laughs> talk away that's what we're here for please
2: yeah but I think really just like um like as social media has gotten more popular and everything and um I feel like our society is just becoming so much more inclusive in a lot of ways yeah um just see, like literally seeing girls are like are the same size as me and stuff like that like it just it makes me like think more like oh my god like i can do this like this is attainable this is i don't know it's becoming the new norm and stuff and so yeah yeah but it wasn't always like that though you know like i definitely yeah. struggled like growing up with uh, self image and my size and stuff like that but as I've gotten older I've come to like love and accept it and surround myself with other women that look like me which like is so important because when you have other people around you that look like you you see the beauty in them and it helps you see the beauty in you you know like it's crazy that's beautiful
1: no really that's yeah that's gorgeous yeah absolutely (laughs) and growing up in Utah like what was your experience like because you did you go to Clayton for middle school okay that's what I thought yeah I'm like I think that's I'm pretty sure that's our origin story (laughs) like where where you came into my consciousness but and then going to the high school that you went to like yeah what was that like for you
2: um I definitely I feel like you could probably relate to the same exact things but like Uh, Like, growing up in a predominantly white state is not for the weak when you (laughs) are a woman of color. It's just like you're having, like, daily identity crises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah, that did a number on my self-esteem. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, a young age, I started, like, wanting to change so many things about myself. Because, you know, when you're little, you just want to fit in, so... Mm. Like, I literally started straightening my hair and relaxing my hair in like the first grade all the way up until I was a senior in high school.
1: Not the straightening, the curls,
2: not the forcing yeah. curls. I know. I like, oh, I yeah. was, yeah, but I just like, I internalized so much stuff and I had so much self hate. And it makes me so sad looking yeah. back at it. But like, I hated my nose. I thought, yeah. It was, oh, like, yeah. I remember reading a piece of yours I was just like oh my gosh I feel that the pinching the nose I literally
1: would pinch it like in the car on the way to school like I and now I'm like why though like and it's weird because I like again like want to be like I acknowledge my privilege as somebody who's biracial and like (laughs) has white family but but now I kind of have started joking like with my boyfriend that it's like I'm Italian passing because nobody, nobody, nobody ever says, Oh, she's like Hispanic or like, Oh, she's like Dominican or Oh, she's black. Like it's, Oh, you're Italian. And I'm like, "What?" not even a little bit, but like, thank you so much. (laughs) But I feel like it's this weird thing of like, yeah, it's just kind of like, like you're saying, like when you have people around you that look like you and that you love, that also aren't your family I want to point out like that are like your cool like cool friends it's like yeah of course like these people are beautiful they're so cool like you like you would see yourself on like a modeling board you like see yourself there but when you grow up with like mostly white peers and I even feel like the kids that like weren't white growing up like I almost feel like it was like don't ask don't tell in Utah like I felt like uh, I'm not talking about my like Dominican like I'm not even I don't even know about like my Dominican culture because it's like Mm -hmm. I'm going all the way growing up with my white Mormon grandparents like living la vida loca like I didn't (laughs) know (laughs) you know so I but I do feel like in my 20s it was like I think like growing up, but also like, uh, how do I say, <laughs> having like George Floyd get murdered and like the Black Lives Matter movement that it was like everyone, all of m- my white peers like started pointing the finger at, like, oh, you can teach us about this because yeah. you're Black. And I'm uh-huh. like, why do you mention that? Because I actually, I've never looked at that part of myself you sure. know so okay, sorry me literally uh making this therapy hi yeah. Oh, literally,
2: literally me with any conversation I no,
1: no absolutely I'm like I gotta I gotta start going back but it is it was interesting and I think but also yeah I don't know it's just weird I think in yeah. short it's like it's this weird experience and one I think I'm still sorting out because I do kind of invalidate myself of like girl you're biracial like Mm -hmm. you're like literal black brothers and sisters but also just like that whole community will face like systematic oppression that you will never face and -hmm. also with modeling it's like I got that I have my ethnic ambiguous bag of like that's what casting directors see me as which I'm not like mad about because that's like true, uh-huh. and also I can't even know I'm skinny, so it's like
2: you said what sorry to hear you
1: oh no, I have to <laughs> repeat it, that's so embarrassing for me. I have already said it once, and it was bad I have to say it twice, three times, I said, and I'm skinny, meaning though oh. know, like this space has already been carved, so even yeah. though I am not entirely white, it's like easier for me to wiggle my way in, yeah, you know? yeah. So no, thoughts, I... thoughts on that.
2: <laughs> just... Um. Well, first, I just want to say, like, uh, the Italian thing, but but <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned is so funny to me because when I see you, I I feel like it's so obvious. That you're not fully white. I don't know. That, you're like, I don't is know real recognizes real as a white person, and I feel like yeah. even when I was younger, like when we were younger too, like in middle school and stuff, like I, I could so obviously see that you're not a like fully white.
1: Thank you. Okay. So that's why
2: that that like stuff like that is crazy to me. But yeah, honestly, I just feel like social media, like so many like, um, just like ethnic features have mm-hmm. become like these trends and stuff, and so when it really yes. comes down to light-skinned women like yourself or like um, biracial women like they're constantly in question about yeah. like what you know are you black enough this this and this and the third you know like yeah so I think like I don't know I just had to comment on that no thank you crazy because I see when I see you I see a black woman and I'm just like what <laughs> <laughs> That it's crazy to me that people can't see that but social media thank has, you. <laughs> just believe that if you are not like it's crazy outright you know like so obviously like brown or black or whatever you're not that or you're not that enough you know
1: yeah and it's interesting because all of these traits i'll send you a video essay offline if you want to watch like a 40 minute youtube video about like plastic surgery and like ethnic ambiguity but Uh when you have like certain features that are like associated with women of color like the bbl or even like the almond like almond eyes like feature where they like lift up your eyes that normally that lifted eye look would be like associated with asian women when you start placing them on white bodies yeah it's so interesting like just that like I don't know I'll send you the video essay yeah and then I'll I'll link it in the show notes for those who want to watch because I can't (laughs) like it was very well researched and I'm like just getting the main talking points but anyways it was really interesting um okay gorgeous thank you for affirming me (laughs) what I needed when did you start letting your hair be natural again
2: um my senior year of high school like as I was I think it was like March ish I was approaching graduation and then it was around my birthday and I was just like fuck it I'm gonna cut my hair off and so I did chop and I cut like eight inches of my hair oh wow yeah all of that was like dead relaxed hair like my hair hadn't been healthy because I was just chronically straightening it for years yeah and so yeah and it was like at first oh my god you go through like ugly ass stage where like you know Mm. like you have new growth where it's curly at the top but then like the ends are straight you're like what's going
1: on yeah yeah yeah.
2: it's crazy I just had to like you know you slowly start trimming off all the dead stuff and then from there I like stopped straightening my hair that summer and yeah I like the first four years
1: later (laughs) it's so beautiful no it really is like and it looks healthy too
2: yeah, thank you. It feels healthy. It's so crazy because like, I don't know, I feel like I spent so many years hating my hair. Yeah, that now, like I never straighten it or anything because I'm like, it's time to love on myself now yes. and embrace everything that I had so much hatred towards because I grew up around people that didn't look like me and I always yeah. tried to assimilate and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm in a good place now
1: with the hair. Good. With the hair. Good, good, good. I'm yeah. curious, like, the (laughs) self-esteem journey for lack of a better word like yeah and feeling confident in yourself and in your skin how has that been then entering into like the modeling industry and like have you felt at any point not even like with hair with body with anything just like this sounds so dumb but sometimes even with my Instagram feed I'm like this does not look like a cool models page like I got it like And I'm like, I got to make it look like hers. Like with modeling, have you felt like, what pressure have you felt? Have you felt any, has there been comparison to other like plus size models that you're like, damn, like, I really want to do that. Like, what does that look like as you're like at the peak of your confidence I don't know if I should say peak but you know like living loving living loving to loca but then also it's like you're in an industry that's like rejection based just by way of like probability you know yeah
2: um yeah I feel like I've definitely had like both sides of the spectrum where I'm like oh my gosh like modeling has made me so much more empowered and um just really made me more confident and stuff and my looks and in myself and stuff like as a woman of color as a plus size woman and stuff like that but then there's definitely times where like I've caught myself comparing myself like to you know other plus size models that I see on Instagram or like even like the other girls that are at my agency and stuff in terms of like oh my gosh like they're getting so much work and stuff or like um just stuff like that you know like I I think it's it's been tough but having um a solid foundation and knowing that you know who I am is not dependent on how much work I'm getting or what um how do you say <laughs> I, don't <even laughs> know. Like, I don't even know but yeah uh, like no, you know, a secure um like foundation in your identity and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. You know I mean? It's so hard I think. <laughs> it's so hard being 20. But it is when you're like And I'm wondering, like, I've always felt like almost like a split end with my careers where it's like, I can see one end, me going very like high academia, going back to school, getting the master's, getting the PhD and like working a very traditional, a job that let's say like my grandparents would be like, okay, yeah, (laughs) like safe option, like security. And then I see this end, which is now like the longer end right now of like a modeling career wanting to like really putting in the effort finding like getting little like crumbs of success here and there and like opportunities that I'm really proud of Mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like at any stage in your 20s, whether you're like working, I don't know, I maybe I shouldn't speak for the finance bros. But if you're working like in finance, or if you're doing nursing, or these more like traditional things, I think just anyways, in this phase of life, there's like that eagerness to have your career bloom and develop. Mm -hmm. But I think with modeling, there are so many people who have to like, like your agent's help you out so much but then also like the casting directors the like brands team the like there's like so many like wizard of oz men behind the curtain like who have to say yes for you to even get there you know yeah Yeah. it's
2: like like constant competition Mm -hmm. and you know and there's not a lot of like security in it because it's just like you know sometimes you'll have more work than other times you don't have any at all and stuff and so I think that's definitely something that's hard to navigate you know
1: how do you feel too like I feel like whenever I go I'm gonna sound like an asshole and I'm just gonna like acknowledge that but I feel like when I come back to Utah it's like oh my gosh you're killing it like I saw you did this like how what was it like doing this and like the I will flex. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but I did have a little New York Times billboard moment, which was very fun. But then it is this sort of like, there. it was so fun. Like the set day was so fun. It was also like two hours long. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm done. Like it was very quick. It was Gorgina in that way. But I'm wondering, like, and I'm like, it. I am grateful for the opportunity, but then there is this sense after of like, I think an expectation, of like, okay, now I'm gonna be like on Vogue covers, like, I'm gonna be getting these exclusive deals. And really, there's this, like, there's more, it's more mundane than that. And it's yeah. kind of more anticlimactic. And it's also like, I feel like as a model, you're constantly seeing yourself. So, like, seeing yourself on, albeit a billboard, it's like, oh my God, that's so cool. But it's like, that's also me. And like, I know that person better yeah. than I know anyone else. And she's kind of annoying sometimes. And like, <laughs> But I feel like my question is, that was like context for the question of with living in Utah and like people, friends you have that aren't models, does it feel like, do you feel like, I don't even know how to say like a pressure of like, because you just had like a major, was it a magazine spread?
2: Yeah. So yes. it was editorial for Pap Magazine.
1: Okay. So let's speak on that. Like, what was that experience like? Shooting, getting the job, getting the email, and then now, kind of like the after months of like waiting, and not just this is for every model, like waiting for the next booking. And how do you deal with that downtime? It's like these big highs and then not lows, like yeah, low, 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 but just like maybe flatline. What is that like for you? Um.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, definitely being back in Utah and stuff, um, I feel like there is a little bit of pressure, like, because, like, people only see what you post on Instagram, you oh, know? Oh, 100%. Like, they don't know, like, the day-to-day, like, I'm not doing this model shit all the time, you know? Like, oh, no. Yeah, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like, um, like, anytime I, like, see people I haven't seen in a while that aren't really, like, my close friends or family, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I seen you were living in Spain, and I yeah. seen you did this and this and this, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I I literally (laughs) haven't had a fucking job in like months, you know. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's been like definitely interesting, but um, yeah, I.
1: It is hard. Like, I think because everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, what is it like?" And I'm like, to be honest, it's waiting for an email from my agent and like going where they tell me gladly when they tell me to do it. You know, like it's not like. I'm not a top one. I'm not like Bella Hadid. I'm not the supermodel that's like doing this every day. It's, there's like the reality of like no, I nanny and also like I have a remote writing job, which I'm very like also happy about, but it's a little more anticlimactic, I think maybe than people think. But I do want to hear though about the editorial and what that was like, because the photos were like, absolutely stunning like they were so I mean all of the girls like all the models but it was pretty cool so what was that like for you being on set
2: um yeah that was probably one of the probably the funnest shoot that I've done so far but yeah, yeah, we did that quite a while ago it was like last May yeah that was shot you know and um it was it was just so fun like we were there for basically the whole day and I got to meet all these girls and there was one other girl that was from my agency that I had met like a week prior and stuff and she was super cool so like I had her and stuff and my Spanish was not good at that time (laughs) so I and everyone's speaking Spanish and then you know my home girl from my agency she's like translating for me because I'm like the only English speaker and then like some of the other girls like they all have like basic levels of English and one of the photographers like he he spoke English too and stuff but
1: yeah
2: um yeah the whole like idea behind it it was just like uh being secure in your own body and you know not not letting outside things determine your beauty and everything and so it just had such like a beautiful message and and everything behind it and being like by these other beautiful women you know surrounding myself with other girls that are my size but you know all of us have our individual looks that make yeah. us unique and stuff because you know none of us look like the exact same and not shoot and stuff and so it was just super cool i definitely you know it was like a cool little networking opportunity yeah. and now like, i love the those girls so much and like you I them doing well like you know I'm all up on their posts like yes, like me
1: like yes you're killing it I love that that's just gonna say whenever I'm on set or whenever I like yeah whenever I'm like on set with another model working I'm like every single time I'm like this person is like my bet like my ride or die and like I kind of love it I feel like generally speaking everyone I've met has that like mentality of like yeah we're gonna gas each other up like and I love that it makes it like it is it is already so competitive. There doesn't need to be like um not white on white crime, but like but like model on model, <laughs> like mob mentality. Like yeah. which just to be like kind yeah. to each other, you know?
2: No, for sure. Like I definitely haven't had any experiences with other models that I've worked with yet where they've just been, you know, like really Stuck Me. up or, like acting competitive or anything yeah. like it's always been that like bitch you're fucking killing it like yes. you know like, you, you do that like yeah you you know yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah I think that was the first time that I had first like because that was probably only my second shoot that I had ever oh. done since I signed with my agency and stuff and so that was like a really big uh I think it was good it set like that foundation for what um like that standard of how yes. I want. to be other girls that I meet and stuff
1: like that and and giving you uh, like a purpose too maybe of something to anchor yourself to of like this is why I'm doing this is why I'm pursuing modeling this is why you know maybe
2: no no yeah for sure and uh, you know it kind of gives you that sense of community but yeah totally. uh, it was it was just super fun like you know it's just like playing dress up all day yes! like many different outfits it. you know you just sit there and get your hair and makeup done and like it yeah. Was on the second shoot, so I'm like fucking eating that
1: shit up. Like, no, yeah, totally. kidding, you know? No, that's me now. Like, I, I love, I love it. I really do love it. I could talk to you actually for eight years. We are in our final, <laughs> final moments before Zoom says you're done. So, yeah. final comments, remarks. Like, it's been so great talking to you, and I just like now I need to sneeze. <laughs> Of course. Okay. Jeez.
2: Get it out, girl. <laughs> but as
1: soon as you announce it, you know, the sneeze goes away. And you're like, yeah. okay, this is embarrassing. But I just want to say like thank you for being one of the so cool, but two also just like open and down to chat. But if you I suppose to give this like a proper structured podcast ending, if you had any advice for anyone. Who wants to model, especially like the young little brown and black girls who are straightening their gorgeous, like coily curls? What would you say to them? Put that fucking straightener
2: <laughs> down. <laughs> Straighten it down, girl.
1: But no, like okay, okay, cut, done. We're done. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's it. That's it. Um, no, but I don't know. I like, you know, I find myself like telling my little sisters that like the same stuff too. I'm just like, guys, like you need to embrace your like you know your hair and stuff like this makes you unique like you want to look like every other bitch no you don't like you're so beautiful and like everything you do just like make sure that you're surrounding yourself and consuming media and being around other people that that look like you and build you up and and tell you that you're beautiful and yeah make sure you have good like avenues of representation you know and yeah. start grounding yourself in your identity and fully embracing everything and just loving on yourself you know like yeah. <laughs> even growing up in fucking Utah like <laughs> love yourself yeah i <laughs> find you a little role model that looked like you like <laughs> yeah,
1: I know and I think that's the great thing is like you can control who you're following at least yeah. online yeah and for anybody too like even for those like blonde and like i would maybe implore you guys <laughs> and they do i think that's the thing is i actually think most people have now created a digital world for them so actually i don't know if i should generalize but i think people are seeing real world in media and tv and magazines and that's so much better than creating a fantasy that doesn't exist yeah 100
2: you know? percent yeah
1: okay so I'll see you next week same time we'll just <laughs> just have you be a season regular to chop it up I love that I've never heard that chop it up I like that for real, for real. Oh, really again memory. I'm telling you I was raised by my like <laughs> Mormon white grandparents like I was not getting the cookout slang <laughs> and oh. I'm so sorry for that and I recognize you my Just kidding.
2: you get to do that you get to fully embrace your blackness and Everything that comes with it, so you know, start chopping. Use that now. I'm gonna you know, say chopping, chopping it, up. it up for your interview. Yeah. Oh my That's gosh! Thank you. chopping it up about this, this, and this. Yeah. No.
1: I, I instead of saying it on this episode in the show notes, I'll say chopping it up about. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But actually, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Before you go, it's that time in the episode where I beg like a professor <laughs> at the end of term who needs a who needs um, student feedback for their tenure, this is my time now with you all to ask you with a nice big please and thank you to leave a rating and review. And if you like this episode and want extra credit, (laughs) share it with a friend. Okay, I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. (music)